0: social loafers inevitably there's going to be somebody that they just want to put their name on the final deliverable but they don't actually put in the same amount of work the best evidence out there is essentially saying just create as much accountability as you can with within an organization right everybody's getting an income and they could get fired if they don't produce welcome to the self-leadership experiment where we take an evidence-based perspective on all things organizational behavior My name is Scott Dust. I'm a management professor as well as a team member for an HR tech company. I'll be talking with my co-host, Louis DiCarlo, and we'll break down what's real and what's not, and what works and what doesn't work. Thanks for joining the conversation. Today's topic, social loafers, what to do about them. Um, It's really hard when you're on a team. Inevitably, there's going to be somebody that they just want to put their name on the final deliverable, but they don't actually put in the same amount of work. And I would say to date, the best evidence out there is essentially saying, just create as much accountability as you can, right? So make sure everybody knows exactly what their roles are and they have to, you know, communicate to everyone what they have accomplished in a certain amount of time or something like that. You can also remind everybody that there'll be some kind of like peer evaluation system, whether it's in the performance management tools. But, you know, a lot of times those end up um, not being as accurate as what they should be because people are worried about retaliation. Um, so, you know, I've really thought a lot about this. As a professor, I have to deal with a lot of social loafing in my student teams because they just inevitably don't have, they all don't have the same incentive. And so um, this is a fun thought experiment. Like, why not just put all of the, the top rated performers in a, in a group together and they'll all be overachievers and it'll be great give all of the lazy social loafers a group, and then they'll be forced to do something because they're all working together. And then the moderate performers, you know, they, they kind of go with the flow and everybody contributes you know, as much as they can and, and they move on to whatever the next project is. So I know this you know, thought experiment might not necessarily be the solution, but I'm trying to like really get creative about solving this because it doesn't feel like social loafing really is ever solved. Like no one really is cracking the code on how to do this right.
1: Yeah. I mean, guess what I would say from my viewpoint, I feel like social loafing was much more observed in in education, right? During school mm-hmm. projects, mm-hmm. team projects, where generally you have, you know, a, a part of the team who wants to get the best possible grade.
0: Yeah.
1: You have in the, in the ranges is, is from everywhere in between, right? Others are, I just want to pass. And some are like, yeah, my dad just said I have to get a B
0: yeah. or
1: my company will reimburse me as long as I get a B. That's totally right. Um,
0: Everybody's incentives are so different in that environment. With, with an organization, right? Everybody's getting an income and they could get fired if they don't produce. So the level of, of intensity of interest is much different there. I, it is, but at the same time, I think there's
1: still the same parallels or the, you know, the same analogies can be made. There are people who are like, I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to get promoted. I'm want to do whatever it takes. Yeah. And the other guy is saying, I just like my paycheck. I'm not really trying to climb the ranks here. In fact, I'm comfortable right where I am. Yeah. So if you, Mr. Dust, want to go ahead and knock this out of the park for me, yeah. Perfectly happy. Yeah. Um, although I would say though, I I haven't seen social loafers that much in the workplace. What I have seen, and and I would want to ask you more of what you see and how this how these two relate is more often, I will see people fight for turf, or if there's a group assignment, one or two people will try to take over as much as they can.
0: Yeah.
1: and. You know, for whatever reason, they either are, their personalities are much more dominant or they're in a slightly higher position of power or authority, but some people just get boxed out and they're not socially loafing. They're basically just getting
0: boxed out. And what do you, what do you see and what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I think that happens a lot, right? Where if you look at what's called leader emergence within leaderless teams, right? No one is actually hierarchically. Uh, has more authority or control than anybody else, but you put a team of peers together, those that are more aggressive, dominant, charismatic, tend to emerge as the leaders because they have those specific characteristics as well as their peers assume that those are the right characteristics for someone to be a leader. So there's a little bit of a leader bias uh, or prototypical leader bias going on in there. And then, yeah, what ends up happening is then those specific people that are trying to take on leadership roles, they're calling everybody else social loafers, but a lot of times it's simply because the other people in the group are like, it's just not worth it. You just tell me what you want me to do and I'll and I'll do it. And they kind of check out because they don't get to be involved. I think that's really hitting this idea of like uh, autonomy and um, self-determination theory in that we all want to be able to be responsible for the, the processes and the decisions that we make. And so you get a bunch of people that are kind of bulldozing and you just check out and you're like, I don't even care. And so it might not necessarily be because they don't, Want to contribute or have the 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 wherewithal to to do it? They just know that if these are the people that are going to be leading, then I don't want anything to do with it.
1: I've I've seen what you've just just described. I've seen that more in the workplace than probably this topic of social loafing, which um somewhat interrelated, uh, yeah. obviously, but um yeah, both very interesting.
0: Yeah, here's the other question I have for you. So. I agree, right? Like this academic environment is not a complete overlap with what's going on in the workplace. Part of it is because all of these students, for example have four or five, sometimes six classes. And so in a way they have five or six different teams arguably in each one. And I think though that in the workplace it's actually transitioning to be a little bit more like that because there is some research on teams that is saying it's actually not even all that helpful to look at one team at a time. You have to look at organizations as what are called multi-team systems, where it's teams of teams, and all of us have what might be called our primary team. But in reality, we only work with our primary team a small percentage of the time. We work with a secondary team, a tertiary team, and then even ad hoc project teams that might not last very long. So if that phenomenon continues, to where people recognize that, you know, we're all just a bunch of individuals with different skills and traits with loose departmental affiliations, and we're going to plug you into six different projects, some of them long term, some of them short term, that might actually create the conditions for more social loafing, because you have all these different objectives for a variety of different teams, and people got to get something done that makes sense for them, but might not make sense for every team.
1: No, that's a great, good reference that you just, you brought up um where i'm currently working several years ago we actually reached out to a consultant to kind of guide us through our startup uh at you know as a startup company and this uh they they a member of their team uh wrote the book team of teams right so they it really dove into exactly what you're 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 talking about right. uh, and, and it was just that right we are all supporting and intermingling of, of other teams. Right. And we need to be able to jump in and support
0: this team and this team needs to help that team. And right. uh, it's, it's a, it was a good book. It gets complicated. And this kind of almost ties into some of our previous posts too on figuring out what's urgent versus important, because it's not just about you. You're so interconnected with so many different projects and so many different teams that, you have to be able to communicate that to all, because it's not as simple anymore as just saying it's at these very specific levels where here's this unit, this unit, and this unit, and we're all working together on the same page for a common unit goal, right? It's all so intermingled um, that I think we're going to have to get better at figuring out how to solve this problem. But I also like your call out that a lot of times it's actually not social loafing per se, it's um, or maybe it is, but it's for a very different reason. And uh, that'll be important to, to tease out as well. All right. Very good. So for more resources on bridging the gap between science and practice for all things, organizational behavior, go to scottdust.com. And from there, you can subscribe to my monthly email newsletter, as well as find more evidence-based insight on social media, YouTube, and podcasts. Thanks and see you next time.